1: This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on SiriusXM XM Fight Nation Channel 156.
0: Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, and the greatest tag team wrestler of all time, Bully Ray and I talk all about AEW And NXT, one of the last Wednesday nights where we have both AEW and NXT. The Wednesday Night Wars are now over. We break down both shows with you, The Busted Open Nation. Also, being April 1st, it's the 20th anniversary of, in my opinion, the greatest WrestleMania of all time, WrestleMania 17. And we talk about that TLC match with Bully Ray right now on The Busted Open Podcast. Are you going to miss the uh, quote-unquote Wednesday Night Wars, Bully?
1: No. Uh, I'm glad that the Wednesday Night Wars are gone. Um, First of all, it makes my life easier because Mm -hmm. watching, you know, that much wrestling in one night can become a little overwhelming for me just because – you spend your entire life in the wrestling business. You spend as much time as I do on this show with you. you spend as much time as I do in my wrestling schools. And I spend all that time you know, parked in front of a television. It, it, it be, can become overwhelming. And I never want to watch wrestling through a, um, what's the word I'm looking for, Dave? I don't want to be disgruntled about wrestling mm-hmm. or I don't want to be in a bad mood about wrestling. I, I always want to give every show a fair shake i want to go into every show saying all right here i am entertain me so i can go on busted open tomorrow morning and, and speak positively about your show so moving to tuesday nights is great i think this is great for the fans i think this is great for both uh companies if aew wants to come out and tout victory on this i guess they kind of have a right to but i would not be uh blowing uh, my horn too quickly yeah, you know what, uh, Bully,
0: and, and, and then we'll get into the show itself, but it's something that we've talked about a lot. And I said if you know NXT ever moved off of Wednesdays and went to Tuesday, which is actually going to happen, yeah, for like a week or two, you know, AEW faithful will say, hey, we won the Wednesday night war. We drove NXT to another night. And then after that, it doesn't really matter. And I think the same thing goes here. You know what? They made the announcement the AEW faithful can say hey they won the war which is fine but as far as like what you just said it's going to be a win for every single pro wrestling fan because now you have wrestling every night and you don't have to choose between one or the other you can watch NXT on Tuesdays you can watch AEW on Wednesdays
1: so the real winner as you have always said is the pro wrestling fan and if you're a if you're a fan of let you, uh, And I've said this before, let's just take NXT, for instance, since they are moving to Tuesday night. Let's say you're a diehard AEW fan because you just love AEW and never really get around to watching NXT. Now that's on Tuesday night, if you're an AEW fan who would have watched the show from last night, how the hell can you not like NXT? It's impossible. It's impossible. Uh,
0: impossible, it, right, Dave? It's impossible. If you're a pro wrestling fan and you don't like at NXT, especially after the show that I watched last night, I, I really don't have any kind of explanation.
1: I really don't. Now it's just, now it's just you're a little closed-minded. You don't want to accept that there's another company out there that might be doing as good of a job as the company that you love. Uh, for many different reasons i liked both shows last night and we're definitely going to get into it today i'm going to kind of compare the two uh uh one show one show to me nxt was like a sit-down dinner at a wedding aew was like a buffet Yep. and I'm gonna kind I'm gonna kind of compare I'm gonna show you how how the two shows differed and why I enjoyed both of them because let's face it whether it's a sit down dinner or a buffet you're gonna get food at both and listen I'm no stranger to the form <laughs> you know and
0: like you said if you're a wrestling fan and you're not watching NxT and enjoying it you know you're 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 jaded in your view I'm gonna say the same thing for aew if you're a WWE loyalist and let's just say you're a a diehard Monday Night Raw fan, and you watch Monday Night Raw every single Monday night, and you didn't watch and you watched AEW last night and, in- and didn't enjoy that show. I don't know what to say to you either. Because to me, AEW is probably more like a traditional Monday Night Raw that I grew up watching and a lot of fans grew up watching than the Monday Night Raw that you actually see on a Monday night. I mean, this, the AEW is doing Raw better
1: than Monday Night Raw. A couple of months ago, I went on record and I said, AEW is the sports entertainment show. NXT is the pro wrestling show. And everybody, a lot of people on social media got up in arms. Oh, how can he say that? How can he say that? Because it's a fact. Yep. AEW is sports entertainment. It's not pro wrestling in its traditional sense. NXT is a pro wrestling show, and that's not a knock on either one of the shows. That's complimentary to both shows because what business are we in? We're in the sports entertainment business.
0: Hey, you sound like Jonathan Coachman there for a second because I'm I'm more about the pro wrestling, but you know what, Bully? I think we both are kind of surprised the way things have gone for both shows over the last year and a half. When this started on both shows being on Wednesday night, I never would have thought that AEW would be the quote unquote sports entertainment show and NXT, a WWE product would be the pure pro wrestling show, but that's exactly what's happened here. And as wrestling fans or like you say, sports entertainment loyalists or whatever you want to say, there's room for both. So I am very, very happy of the fact that NXT is moving to Tuesday nights.
1: Triple H is a pro wrestler. Triple H was always a fan of the same pro wrestling that me and you grew up on. A lot of the older Nation members grew up on. Thus, his brand, his product is going to be a pro wrestling product tony khan is very much in touch with his uh fan base who Mm -hmm. like more of a variety i believe and i believe he has the talent in the locker room to give that fan base more of a variety let's just take a little uh, something very small that happened in aew last night the legos right yes uh chuck taylor uh Get it, taking a teddy bear in the ring, splitting it open, dumping out the Legos. Within the context of AEW, you kind of get it. It kind of yeah. works, you know? If that ever happened in an NXT ring, that would feel odd to me. I, yes. I, I it, 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 it wouldn't work for me. Um, we would be complaining about it here on Busted
0: Open. We would be like, what are they doing? This, this, this isn't NXT,
1: but it happens in AEW. It kind of fits the narrative. You know, um, Trent's mom <laughs> doing do, not do, not doing the run in, doing the drive in. You know, <laughs> normally I would see that and uh, I'd flip my wig because I'd be like, what the hell is this? But in AEW, it works. Yeah, it's it's kind of like <laughs> imagine Rush try to do Guar's stage show. Yeah, It would never work. Yeah. But Guar State Show works great for Guar. Hey, everyone. This is Lisa Ann, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, The Lisa Ann Experience. This is my chance to share with you my experiences past and present, including how I went from living in the fantasy world of adult films to talking fantasy sports on SiriusXM. Each week, I'll introduce you to some of the people I've met on my journey and invite friends on to help me read through the endless ridiculousness that lands in my inbox. New episodes are available every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app and Apple Podcasts. Here's the tweet. Isn't it amazing what happens when you slow down, make everything mean something, tell a story, register, sell, show the struggle, and allow commentary to do their job? Wow. Wow. So, you, you know, you're asking me, wow, didn't Shivani and JR sound a lot more enthusiastic? Didn't they sound like they were able to really get into what was going on? It's because the talent allowed commentary to do their job, tell their stories. Most of the time, Jr. and Shivani can't get a word in. I mean, they do get words in, but the action is moving so fast that they can't do what they're good at. They have to rely on Excalibur to go, oh, that was a Bandiera, Triplomania, and uh, that was a uh, Hunan Kanrana, Cone Hilo, and blah, 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 blah. And before you can even register what move you just saw, Before you could even register what Excalibur just told you the move was, they're already on to the next move. Yep. And you find yourself watching a match like this. (laughs) It's so fast-paced. You know? Why are you laughing at the way I'm breathing? I sounded like Dreamer (laughs) walking upstairs, right? Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, um, listen, what you saw last night was what the majority of pro wrestling matches should not be like but constructed as with a story with psychology with the registering stuff and the struggle the struggle is so important here's here's a great example of the struggle so people can understand what i'm talking about Shawn Michaels, 15 minutes into a match, trying to use the ropes to pull himself up to do sweet chin music. That's the struggle. That's what struggle should look like in a pro wrestling match. Last night, we got the struggle. Last night, after kickouts on certain moves, both guys got down, picked up their faces, and showed the struggle on their faces, as in, what, ha- what do I have to do to win? Not the wide-eyed look like, oh, my God, he can't, I can't believe he kicked out of that. I'm talking about the struggle, the yeah. angst, the realism of, damn, what do I have to do next to put this guy down? Shivani and JR are now able to do what they do best. That match is in their wheelhouse. That is what JR has been calling forever and calling it just about better than anybody else in the history of the game. So, when you see it, JR have to call a match like that, he shines. When you see JR have to talk about Legos in the middle of the ring, well, it's not exactly what JR is good at. And I'm thinking, I almost tweeted out last night, I can't believe JR's got to talk about Legos. <laughs> <laughs> but it is what it is, and you know, for that AEW fan base, it works because they're probably still playing with Legos. So wow, oh boy, oh you could you could hear them rumbling right now. The AEW fan base are rumbling like Alderaan once it got blown up. It, uh, it's funny because Violetta made a comment about
0: you know Trent's mom driving him to the to the ring, and she made a comment about that's probably like when you go to most wrestling shows, the the traffic jam of parents
1: picking up. They're 23-year-old. <laughs> Tremendous. Even Violetta knows. Even Violetta knows. <laughs> we, we kid, we kid. Believe me. It's tough so right now. So th- this is... This is what you're going to get from Christian Cage and let's not all put let's not put it all on Christian because Frankie Kazarian has yes. been around for a long yes. time and Frankie's 73 years old but he looks like he's 30. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> Frankie looks phenomenal, you know? Um smooth tan, takes great care of himself and Frankie knows how to work. So that's not just That's not just Frankie in there last night following Christian's lead. Frankie also had, you know, something to say about that match. Uh, It takes two to tango. They both did their jobs very well. They threw just enough high spots in there, like the Spanish fly off the top. That was just enough because now when you see Christian do that, you're like, Oh my God! No way! I can't believe he did that. It's just enough. You get one or two things from Christian that shock you, not a bunch of stuff that shocks you. Thus, being shocked becomes passe.
0: But you know what? I love it because, like you said, it—you know—this is the same Christian we saw in the WWE. So when you see him do something like that, it is a bit shocking because Christian's not known for that. But also, too, I like it because, hey, it's a little bit of flair coming from Christian, which you're going to need being a part of that AEW show. Also, too, like you talked about this, not only the selling, but the struggle of the fight. There was one point in that match later on where Christian was making a bit of a comeback, but then fell back down to the mat because he was so exhausted. When's the last time you've seen that? in a wrestling match, Bully, seriously. Or, for that matter, in an AEW match. So I, I, I really think, Bully, you said it when they first made the announcement. And listen, a lot of people were underwhelmed by the announcement of Christian going to AEW. A lot of people had some big names in mind when Tony Khan came on this show and said it was some going to be somebody big. But, Bully, you and Mark were both like, listen, Maybe it's not that shiny toy, but in the long run, it's going to help this roster. I think already it's helped this show. Because, Bully, I think if you look back at that show from last night, most likely what they would usually open with would be like that, Penta, Ray Phoenix, Good Brothers, Kenny Omega match. That's what usually AEW Dynamite would start. Some car crash match where everybody's flipping and flying and going crazy. So everybody's like, ooh, and then ah, and all right, we got to stick and stay on this show because look how exciting this match was. Like going back to your point, Bully, that's almost become passe in AEW because we see it each and every Wednesday night to start the show. What a great job using Kazarian and Christian to open that show last night.
1: Normally, they put the crash and burn matches on first because they're trying to grab that viewer, grab that rating right off the bat. I think last night, by putting the star like Christian on right off the bat, that's why he went out first, uh, was a smart move. I think people are going to tune in or wanted to tune in to see Christian have his first match in seven or eight years, whatever it is. I'm most looking forward to Christian working with the guys who technically or traditionally have those crash and burn matches i said it last week i'm looking forward to christian versus omega because christian is going to teach kenny omega omega how to work 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 keyword work not wrestle not perform not do acrobatic shit not do spots not do flips work imagine so you saw last night you saw the pace that christian set you saw the psychology you saw the false finishes you saw how everything meant something imagine when christian gets to sit down with kenny and you know how we was talking about styles make a fight Yes. Well, how about psychology's making a match? What's going to happen when Christian's psychology me- meets Kenny's psychology? What's going to happen when Kenny says, okay, I want uh, to uh, do a running V-trigger, or I want to do a V-trigger, and then um, I'm going to get right back up and do this and this, and Christian's going to go, wait a minute. Why don't we do the V-trigger? Why don't we get a false finish out of it? Why don't you stay down on the cell because of the move that I hit you right before before the V trigger and let's milk this and get more out of it. And that's where I'm that's where the Christian making Kenny a better worker comes into place christian is going to make everybody better that he gets in the ring with and if i'm a young wrestler in aew i'm listening to everything this guy has to say i'm not coming to the table against christian and going hey i'd like to do this and i'd like to do this and i'd like to do this because then if i'm christian you know what i'm saying sure okay i'll see you out there i'll call it in the ring see if you can follow wow
0: See, to me, Bully, um, I think this is going to be... I think last night was a lesson for a lot of that AEW roster. Was it just me or... And you said this already, when Christian just showed up, you started seeing the work rate of a lot of those AEW wrestlers change a little bit. I think there was even more examples of that last night. Now, listen, you have the craziness, you have the kookiness, you have the high-flying and the flips and flies. That's still going to happen. That's not going to go away because that does appeal to a lot of the audience of AEW. But I started seeing a change in a lot of the work rate from some of those wrestlers last night on Dynamite. I didn't
1: see that, but because I got the Christian and Frankie Kazarian match last night, it made me appreciate the six-man more. Because I got to see a traditional pro wrestling match with Christian and and frankie i was able to appreciate the spot fest six man because most of the time on the show i feel like i'm getting too many spot fest matches and this is why i'm saying that aew was like a buffet last night because what did i get i got christian and frankie in a great pro wrestling match that followed up with the cody qt angle yes forget about the forget about their match a little exhibition exhibition it was about the angle then after the angle we get the you know we get some good pro we got the good promos in the backstage backstage with inner circle and the pinnacle then we get the women then at the end we get the uh the, I, did i say the six man we got the six yes. the crash and Bird six man. Yeah. and then at the end we got oh the arcade madness the 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 crazy wonky oh my god what are they doing here match so that was a nice buffet last night of everything now do you see the importance of matches yes. like Christian and Frankie's? Yes. That will bring, bring balance to an AEW show. If all we get is high spot matches, well, then high spot matches don't mean anything anymore. And I'm not going to... There's only so many times you can go, oh, woo, yay, ah, wee, <laughs> after a <laughs> while, <laughs> wee after a while you know you don't want to go wee anymore yeah. you know i i want to i i want to be emotionally invested i want to kind of sit on the edge of my seat i want to i want to see oh, oh what what are they going to do next how is he going to reverse out of this wow is he really going to kick out and i'll leave you with this okay before we go to break did the right guy go over last night a good
0: question do you want me to answer it now or do you want me to answer it with the nation after our
1: break why don't we take a break because i want you to think about what i just said more specifically should frankie kazarian should have went over last night should christian cage have lost his first match back Hello everyone, this is Bruce Murray. You may know me as host of the Sirius XM Blitz on Sirius XM NFL Radio. Here now to introduce you to my new podcast, Going Long. Every week I'll talk to big names both in and out of the world of sports, Hall of Famers, actors, actresses, comedians, broadcasters, maybe even some chefs. We'll discuss their lives, their successes, their failures, and of course, the one thing that connects all of them, a passion for sports. So join me every Thursday on the Sirius XM app, Pandora, Stitcher,
0: and Apple Podcasts for Going Long. I do think Christian was the right guy to go over last
1: night. I think I might have done something different on the finish. Okay. And it would not have been about Frankie. It would have been about Christian. Frankie would have been the byproduct. Yeah, Frankie's a tag team wrestler, but it doesn't really matter what Frankie is. A win is a win, and a win can help anybody. But it wouldn't have been about Frankie's win. It would have been about Christian's loss. Christian has not been in a wrestling ring for seven years. Seven years has not been in a real deal live rounds pro wrestling match. Shows back up and beats a guy who's been in the business as long as he has who hasn't missed a step. Frankie is on either dark or uh whatever those nine other shows that aew has he's on one of those shows or he's on dynamite he's wrestling every single week frankie kazarian has no ring rust his chops are up we always talk about ring rust i'm not saying that christian looked rusty but imagine if christian would have lost that first match back First of all, it would have been shocking. And I love shock value in pro wrestling. I love hitting people from an angle that they completely did not see coming. And you want to talk about the struggle in a wrestling match? Why not the struggle of Christian Cage trying to get back to the top? Why not catching a win on Christian out of nowhere and having him showing that emotion of, damn, maybe I don't have it. Maybe maybe coming back was not the right thing. And then seeing Frankie look down at him and help him up, you know, and, and raise his hand and, hey, man, good fight. And then maybe Christian is in the back and maybe the, one of the backstage interviewers is, uh, you know, interviewing him and he, br- he does bring up Omega's name. And Omega overhears it and walks into the shot and he goes, You can't even win your first match, and you're talking about me and my championship? Do yourself a favor. Take Kenny Omega's name out of your mouth until you can win something. Now you want to see Christian win. Build up. Show the struggle. Show me the return of Christian Cage. I know he's a great worker. I know he's a great wrestler. But he's been out of it for seven years. And anybody who hasn't done something in seven years, especially like a wrestling match, you would not be shocked if this was a straight-up shoot and he lost, would
0: you, Dave? No, especially if you have Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross telling the story that he's been out of the ring for seven years. You make that clear during the course of the match. So when he does lose, amazing effort. Again, you got to give it up to Christian. Hasn't been in a ring. To put that kind of effort up against Frankie Gazarian,
1: even in a loss, it's a win. What's more important, going over or getting over? Getting over. Christian Cage would have got over more in my eyes if he would have lost last night. It's a great, I mean, it's it's a great
0: argument, Bully, and I think it's a winning argument now that you've said it. First of all, Frankie Kazarian's no longer a tag team wrestler. Obviously, Scorpio Sky and Christopher Daniels going in different directions. So, hey, you know what? There is no nothing in a loss to Frankie Kazarian, like you said, after being out of the ring for seven years. And Frankie Kazarian is almost on every single show when it comes to AEW and hasn't missed the step. So, and again, Kenny Omega's pretty busy right now as champion with what he's doing with this Forbidden Door and Don Callis, so... Maybe you keep this story with Christian on the back burner until you build up Christian where everybody's emotionally invested in him and then bang, he's in a program for the championship
1: with Kenny Omega. You're, now you really want to see him win to the point where Kenny can be making fun of him every... Let's say Christian f- wrestled for the next two or three weeks and he loses every single time. Fantastic performances, fantastic matches, but he's losing. Arn Anderson in the mid-80s. Great matches, but he's losing all the time. To the point where Omega goes, listen, kid, I'll make it easy for you. Even if you win one match, I'll give you a shot. Wow. Now you really want to see Christian win just to get in there and shut Kenny up. It's a different way to go about things. A way that... Fans would not see coming. Yeah, Christian comes back. Yay, Pyro Ballyhoo. He has his first match. He wins. That is so expected. I liked what I saw last night, but I think I would have loved if they went a different direction, because now we're talking about a story based on emotion. Now we're talking about the story of Christian's comeback. Yes, he was able to come back from injury. He never thought he'd return to the ring. Just going through, just coming out of the tunnel, just getting in the ring, just kissing the mat like he did, just locking up, just rolling around, just hitting his first offensive move. All of that is a victory. How about all of those things are a victory accept the actual victory work for that victory and then that victory will mean something and then we move forward and like you said bully it would have been a shock i think everybody watching
0: that match last night assumed that christian was going to win if he doesn't, it's going to be a shock. And now you're even more emotionally invested, like, holy shit, what's going on here? Why did that happen? It's. it's I, I can't argue with you, Bully. It was a great explanation.
1: Hey, everyone, this is former NFL linebacker and current XM NFL radio host, Kirk Morrison, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, Total Coverage. Each week, I'll be joined by some of the greatest minds in the game as we explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. Whether we're breaking down player techniques, game plans, or coaching philosophies, we'll explain the details that define our favorite performances. New episodes will be available every Tuesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts.
0: Boy, you want to get excited for a match at NXT TakeOver next week? That package between Cole and O'Reilly, if I already wasn't,
1: has me jazzed for their matchup next week. I don't know If I've ever seen a package, I'll just say recently, because I'm sure I've seen some others in history. I just can't remember them because my brain's been caved in too much. But in, in recent memory, there is no other package that has made me care, 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 keyword, care about a match more than that package did last night that was off the charts phenomenal the the crescendo of the music that they used how it started off low and then ended up it reminded me of the song the ecstasy of gold the Ecstasy of Gold is from the good, the bad, and the ugly. The Ecstasy of Gold is also the song that Metallica uses right before they take the stage. And I think Modelo has been using the uh, Ecstasy of Gold yes, also. The way yep. it builds up, the storytelling, it was an epic, epic promo package. And I know who did it. That's got Jeremy Borash's fingerprints all over it. And it was awesome. Jeremy, who I try to put over on this show as much as possible because he's not in the spotlight. He's behind the scenes there at NXT. But I can tell when he when he does certain things. Great job, Barash. You fucking made me want to see this match.
0: And you know why? Because there's a lot of truth in that package. A lot of the things that you and I have talked about for months on Busted Open, they kind of included in that quick, you know, five to six minute package last night. Adam Cole saying man I'm the guy I I was the leader I'm I'm the star of this group that's exactly what we were saying for months and months when it came
1: to Adam Cole and and, and, uh, undisputed era when Adam Cole sat down at that table and he's just kind of fixing his lapel fixing his cuffs and he tells them you guys got 15 minutes that kid looks like such a star. he look to me, he reminds me of a cross between Shawn Michaels and Tom Cruise. He is so freaking handsome. He is so he, he has so much poise. I think he's better looking than the girl he lives with. I
0: I, that? I I I'm not I'm not gonna go there. I think I think Adam I think Adam I think Cole. Adam's prettier than Brit. Can I say this? And I've thought this for a while. I, I
1: disagree with that. Britt Baker's beautiful. Adam Cole but is Adam's one of those. But prettier.
0: Can I, He's got can better I,
1: hair. We can agree on that. Adam Cole has better hair than Britt Baker. I
0: think Adam Cole is more appreci- appreciated for his looks by, by males than females. I think males look at Adam Cole and go, man, that's a damn good looking guy. Damn more than females handsome. do. Yeah, Handsome. More than damn females handsome. do. Gabby, your take on Adam Cole. I want to, I because uh, Bully and I both think he's a, an Ed as well. I'm speaking for Ed. I think all three of us think he's a damn handsome man. What's your thoughts on Adam Cole? I've told you this before. Not my type. Not into it. I, I think wow. guys appreciate him more than girls do. He's not ugly, though. He's obviously no. not ugly. He
1: just doesn't do it for me. See, you know what this is? This is almost like a sour grapes because she knows she can't get Adam Cole. I don't think well, that's the. I don't okay. think that's
0: it. <laughs> I don't think that's it. She
1: knows. I think Britt Baker could do better. That's what I'll say, even
0: pushing forward on my comments. How about that? I, I Britt Baker. I <laughs> never, just, I never,
1: never. She's beautiful. She's out kicking her coverage.
0: <laughs> I, I'm telling you, Cole's a guy that's like the guys appreciate him more than females do.
1: The Lake been great Lawrence. I've been Zee saying bond. this for years. I've been uh, saying this for Dave, years, by the way. Dave, Ed wants Ed, to talk. Ed, can Dave. I
0: complete a sentence? Fine. I have been saying that for years. Back to the Ring of Honor days, I've been saying that about Adam Cole. Okay, Ed, what is it?
1: That line from the song Werewolves of London His hair was
0: perfect. That's why That's you Adam interrupted Cole. me. Yes. That, to say that. Is why you decided to pop on your microphone and interrupt the lead host of a show
1: was for uh, that line for a Warren Zevon <laughs> reference. Dear God, shoot me in the face! Bully, am I wrong now? Now, seriously, am I wrong now? Am I wrong when it comes to this guy? This guy over here. <laughs> oh, but no, but man. um, just uh, I'm a I'm a huge fan of Cole. Obviously, his his work. And I and I always say this, I wish Cole was taller. I I truly believe that unfortunately, and I'm just being brutally honest, and I just wish he was taller. Because if he if he if he was just say the size of Shawn Michaels, he'd be the next Shawn Michaels. His work is already yes. Shawn Michaels esque. Been a fan from day one. He's got charisma too, man. He's got so much charisma. And when he goes into serious mode, I buy it. And listen, he's not a big dude. You know, it's not like he, but when he, when he goes into that serious mode, I find myself going, damn, I believe him. You know, that little bastard's going to, might kick my ass. And Bully, he's somebody
0: as a pro wrestling fan. I would actually cry if they moved him to the main roster. Because if they moved him to the main roster, there is no way, from what you just said, that they would treat him the way that NXT has treated him these last
1: couple of years. Never. Never. Not Champa, not Cole, not any of those Undisputed Era guys. None of them. None of them. And in a way, I feel bad for them. Because... All Ciampa and Cole and O'Reilly and Fish and these guys will ever have is each other. And you can only rub each other to the top so much before there's nothing left. You've already done everything you possibly can do for each other. This is why I'm so happy that Ciampa has Walter now. Because now Ciampa gets to work up to and when I mean work up to, I'm not saying Walter is a better worker. I mean, he's a bigger worker. Now, Ciampa has somebody who's just as physical as him, who's bigger than him, who can lay him out with one shot. He's gotta work up to the size. Hey
0: everybody, this is Fran Frischella, host of the podcast World of Basketball. The game of basketball has truly become a global game. Markovic buys it in to Mickey, and somehow it goes in. Each week, I talk with the players, coaches, and executives who have led the way in growing the game of basketball around the world. Real Madrid have stolen victory from the
1: jaws of defeat. Episodes are available every Thursday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Uh, switch gears real quick i want to get your opinion on something uh today is the 20th anniversary Mm -hmm. of wrestlemania 17 wrestlemania x7 houston astrodome some people say the greatest wrestlemania of all time i know you're a big historian i know you got your lists i know you like these you know best evers or top three five Mm ten uh where does wrestlemania 17 rank in the world of dave lagreca Number 1.
0: I uh if you asked me this question a few years ago, I would have said number 2. I had WrestleMania 3 ahead of it, but a couple of years back I kind of binged watched all the Wrestlemanias. Going back and watching WrestleMania 3, it's still great. Don't get me wrong, but watching back WrestleMania 17 from top to bottom, beginning to end, memorable like memorable matches Nothing beats WrestleMania 17. It's the greatest
1: WrestleMania of all time. So WrestleMania 3, Andre Hogan, Savage Steamboat, uh, Adonis Piper. I can't yeah. remember anything other than that. Uh those were those were the mo- those were the most memorable matches without a doubt. Okay. A top doubt. of my head, WrestleMania 17, Rock Austin, TLC two. I don't remember. Undertaker Triple H. Okay. Yep. Okay.
0: Um, what else? Kurt Angle, Chris Benoit. Okay. Um. Uh, Underrated match, Jericho and William Regal. Is that the match that Jericho was pissed off about because it opened WrestleMania? It was the opening match to WrestleMania, yes.
1: Eddie what Guerrero made, and what, Test. Was actually really good too. So, what makes seventeen? What, what what changed your mind? Just overall match to match, just a just better matches. Um,
0: yeah, I think completely just more memorable matches, better matches throughout. Though, you know, like you talked about the Piper Adrian Adonis match is kind of forgotten through time, which was amazing. Also, go back and watch Junkyard Dog and Harley Race is actually a really good match as well. Um, but yeah, from top to bottom, I think it's WrestleMania 17. And then you had the, and I know it didn't work out, but you also had the shock with the, with the stone cold, uh, turning
1: at the end of stone cold rock. Crazy how you just said it really didn't work. And that's the last thing people saw. And we still consider that 17 to be top one or two of all time. Yeah,
0: and, and that for me, that kind of held it back a little bit in my eyes because that didn't work out. But again, in the moment, you can't look at it that way. You can't look about what happened after. Just looking at the show from top to bottom, 17's number one. And um, honestly, that TLC match,
1: to me, is, is the match of the night. Thank you. I appreciate that. I wish I could remember it. (laughs) I'm I'm sure I'm sure uh, that was a whirlwind for you. Yeah, my my last memory of TLC two is arguing amongst the six of us. We locked ourselves in one of the suites in the Astrodome, and we were arguing over what should be the sequence of. Bubba and Matt taking the plunge off the ladder through the tables and edge and spearing Jeff Hardy in midair. And I was all for edge spearing Jeff to be last because I said, they've already seen Bubba go through the four tables on his own. Adding Matt is cool but we've kind of seen that visual already. Let's let the brand new visual be the last thing that they see. I don't think, I don't think I won the argument. I'd have to go back and watch. I don't think edge spearing uh, Jeff went last. It may have, but
0: let me, let me ask you this bully, because that's crazy to me. Like, now, it's out of memory. Does that mean you don't go back and watch that match at all? Have you, have you ever gone back and watched it? Nope. Wow. That's I, don't, cr- I don't watch anything. Is that, I, I, is, is that your most memorable match? Is that the match that, like, at the end of the day, that cemented your legacy and that most people will say would be the
1: greatest match you were ever involved in? If, if fans think so, then that's fine with me. It. i have so many f- great memories and I, I i might have a there might have been a match in sheboygan wisconsin that i thought was better than anything else just because yeah but everybody seems to love you know tlc2 because we were what how we were able to top you know tlc1 and then we incorporated lita and spike and rhino oh. um but just the arguing that went on amongst us. And I remember the agents. The agents were Michael Hayes and Dr. Tom Pritchard. And we had gotten to the point where we were tired of hearing everybody else's opinion. We had a bit of a swagger to the six of us where we already knew what we accomplished at the Triangle Ladder Match at WrestleMania 2000. We already knew what we accomplished at uh, TLC One. We were at a point where we knew we understood this better than just about anybody else and we just locked ourselves in a room and we argued and ar- argued in a good way you know what i mean yeah for the benefit of the match and uh, i'm glad that fans uh liked it as much as they did and I, it, and i and i'm honored that people think it was the, the the best match of the of the show and just so you
0: know it went from the table spot to the ladder spot so great then i then so, i want another and then i want the <laughs> argument good uh, <laughs> um let me ask you this. There's one story and I don't know if you've said this on the air or this might have been off the air, but one of the great the things that I the thing I think about most when I look about WrestleMania 17 now is what you said before uh WrestleMania 17 when you were in your hotel looking at the stadium. Like, you know, you know knowing the history and that 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 building has a lot of history, not just pro wrestling history because obviously it, it it there wasn't a lot that went on in pro wrestling there but just like i know the bad news bears and things like that like that you know that's that, that there's a lot of history to the astrodome and i kind of think of that how special that moment must have been for you looking out the window of your hotel to the astrodome
1: the astrodome what was it called the eighth was it like one yeah, of the eighth wonders wonder of the world, world. yeah the, the astrodome was the eighth wonder of the world um as a kid i always really liked the movie the bad news bears and i remember when the bad news bears played in the astrodome there was that scene where what was the kid's name kelly yes kelly kelly leak he's in his hotel room and he looks out the window and there in the distance is is the astrodome and just i remember watching that as a kid and thinking how cool that was and when we got to the hotel being able to look out the window and see the Astrodome myself going to the Astrodome the night before and being the only people there so the only people in the Astrodome me Devon Matt Jeff Edge Christian and Rhino and being all alone in in a 70,000 seat stadium putting together what would You know, later become one of the most memorable matches. And Rhino falling asleep. What? We're in the middle of the ring. It's me, Matt, and Edge. Because we were kind of... It was me, Matt, and Edge kind of putting things together at that moment in time. And Rhino was sitting at the announce table. I think he might have been with Christian... I don't remember where Devon and or Jeff were. They were in their own little world, who knows. We're trying to come up with the memorable moment for Rhino. And we're sitting there and we're grinding our gears. All right, how do we bring when do we bring Rhino in? What is he going to do? How do we make every single thing that Rhino does mean something? Because we knew Spike was going to be memorable. We knew Lido was going to be memorable. We wanted Rhino to be memorable also. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And I looked over, and I see Rhino dozing off. Wow. He's sleeping as we're trying to come up with his memorable WrestleMania moment. And I looked over at Christian, and I said, you might want to wake your boy up. Because Christian Edge and Rhino were all friends. And obviously, I was friends with Rhino, too, from ECW. But the fact that he was dozing off Now I laugh about it, but at that moment in time, the tension's running so high, I was like, you son of a bitch, you're falling asleep while we're trying to get you over? Hey, everyone, this is Nicole Auerbach, and I want to invite you inside The Coaches Clubhouse, a brand new podcast from SiriusXM that examines what drives coaches on and off the sidelines. We talk to coaches from all different sports and all walks of life about their passion for the profession, their mentors, philosophies, and stories,
0: and also what they care about when they're outside the spotlight. We'll give you a unique perspective on some of the greats in their
1: profession from Olympic coaches to Super Bowl champions and everyone in between. New episodes out every Wednesday on the Sirius XM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. The
0: more I think about it, the more I think you're right. I thought I think you I think when it comes to that argument, you lost. Because now that I think about it, I think it was spear, table spots, finish, not the other way around what I said. I gotta go back and watch that match regardless. My but it is that spear you remember. It's kind of like the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Giants-Patriots. You remember the Tyree catch on the top of the head, not the Plaxico Burris catch for the touchdown. It's the
1: same with that match. To me, Edge spearing Jeff Hardy in midair is the greatest WrestleMania moment of all time. And when I say moment, I don't mean like, you know, like somebody standing there holding up the belt. I mean, there might have been other iconic, you know, like, like Hogan slamming Andre. Okay, maybe that's number one. Uh Maybe that's number one. But I'm putting the edge spearing Jeff Hardy at two or three because nothing like that had ever happened or will ever happen again. Maybe one day I'll tell the story of how that spot came to be because it's actually very interesting. I I definitely want to hear that story.
0: We got to share that with the nation.
1: I tell you what, maybe me and you do a watch along to TLC two and I'll tell the story.
0: All right, let's do it. I'm down. We'll do that exclusively for the Busted Open podcast. Also, got confirmation from Mike, Mike, our video guy. Spear table crash finish. So you were you are right and wrong all at the same time.
1: <laughs> like I said, my memory, like I I I, I kind of remember losing the argument, and I don't know. Like, listen, and this is one of the reasons why I don't go back and watch because. If I go back, like just hearing that the spear went before the, the 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 table bump, I'm furious, furious, because I knew then that it shouldn't have happened that way. And now, as you get more mature and you you know you really understand and learn. The spear should have been the spear should have been the finish, <laughs> it, it,
0: it, it, but you know what? But it was bang bang and and then finish. So I mean, it's it's a great ending to that match. There's no doubt about it. And now I want to go back and watch not just that match. I want to watch WrestleMania 17, and, and and hopefully, Bully, we get a memorable finish to some of those matches. The 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 thing that we always talk about, though, as soon as WrestleMania is over, it's on to Monday Night Raw. So, like, it's unfortunate because a lot of these great moments that we see aren't as remembered as they should be because of that fact.
1: Yes, and it's all about the moments. And speaking of moments, I just want to quick hit, a couple of things from last night. I obviously put over Zoe Stark in her match, up-and-comer. Cool moment last night, seeing Chris Statlander back on AEW. Uh, Perfect package uh pile driver maneuver through the table onto uh she gave it to bunny right who did she give it to no penelope i'm sorry to penelope uh chris gave it perfectly penelope took it perfectly safe fully executed the right way great job also quick hit tay conti i'm like what i see from tay Every single week, she looks the part. I saw some great fire from her last night. She just needs reps under her belt and the right people in her ear. And I think AEW could have a star on the rise with Tay Conti. Yeah,
0: and um, it was good to see Trent back. The way Trent came back, uh, I thought was absolutely perfect. Great finish to that show. Um, and and again, you know, next week's it. You know, this is probably the last traditional Wednesday night that we're going to get, because next week's takeover, so it's going to be completely different. But, Bully, the Wednesday night wars are over. Uh, I guess you could say that AEW is the winner, especially since they didn't lose one week all of 2021. But the real winner is, in two weeks, When we're watching one show on Tuesday and the other show on Wednesday. So, the wrestling fan, ultimately at the end of the day, is the winner, Bowie.
1: Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156, the Busted Open Podcast.
0: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up?